you're teaching me something that I did not know. And like more than that, like you're teaching me something I'm capable of that I didn't believe I was capable of. Hey, I'm Caroline, and you're listening to In Her Nature, the podcast and community where you can learn from others' experiences to make your next adventure more approachable. This episode is brought to you by Body Glide. Chloe, thank you so much for joining me on In Her Nature. I really appreciate having you here. How are you? How's life right now? I'm good. There's definitely lots of ups and downs, and I think this season and this time of year comes with it. But other than that, I'm good. And thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to talk. I think our vision and like our energy really aligns well. So I'm really excited about that. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, I already kind of get the like good feeling inside yes. already when you're talking about totally. the like-minded person. So that's like really refreshing, honestly. Um, Chloe, where is home for you? And like, what activities do you kind of resonate with? Um, home for me right now is Missoula, Montana, but I lived in Whitefish for the last year and a half and I've like spent three summers in Glacier. So it kind of like feels like that's home too. Um, and yeah. it kind of shifts and changes. Um, and then as far as like activities go, I think like I have a really hard time choosing one and like designating that as one thing. So I think like a little bit of everything, but I really enjoy climbing. Um, I think that's like my number one thing that gives me the most joy right now. That's awesome. I totally relate to what you're saying. Like it's hard to choose one. And I think that's kind of going to be the vibe of our episode that it's okay. If you can't choose one, you can be like all over the place. And I'm very similar. I have a bunch of random hobbies that I like to do or like activities I really like to do. So I appreciate that too. But climbing is awesome. And that's kind of the sport I got really hyper fixated on for a long time and then yeah. have balanced with some other things. But that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like, the, like we were saying earlier, like there's some like-mindedness to us. So normally I write like questions, a couple of questions ahead of time. But I think instead of questions, like I think more so I was looking through like some of your social media stuff and I just like so related to what you were saying. And I think we were already kind of got to this, but I think you and I have a lot of different interests. And sometimes if you don't hyper fixate on one, it's like a weird, um, I don't know, it's hard to be seen as like authentic or like taken seriously in the outdoors. So what has been your experience as like a woman or that kind of stuff in the outdoors? Yeah, I think. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like it's so complex. Um, but also like it doesn't have to be that deep. And I think like we push so much, like I think like in outdoor recreation, like things feel really deep when in reality, like it's too like when I think of skiing, it's like really like you're going down the mountain with like two planks of wood on your feet. You know what I mean? Like I feel totally. like it doesn't have to be as deep. Um, but I think it's like really hard when like, especially being like a woman in the outdoors and like pushing into this outdoor industry where it feels like you have to be like all in or like you're nothing. Um, and (laughs) that's really hard. And like, I think that's something like I struggle with like on the daily and like, I think about like all these things I want to do. I'm like, I want to raft guide and I want to do this long trail and I want to do all these things. And like, I think the duality of it is like such a special, amazing part of it, but I think it's so hard to remember. Like you can be a hundred things at once. 
Yeah, totally. And I think I I love what you said about like the all in or nothing approach. I was talking to a friend about this the other day that I kind of bounce around to a bunch of different things and I'm not necessarily great at any of them. Like I enjoy them a lot and I may be a little bit better at some than others, but I feel this weird sense of insecurity around that for whatever reason. So I really relate to what you said. Like it's okay to have multiple things that you're doing at once. Yeah. The imposter syndrome is like so real for me. Like, um, I feel like that's been something super big in like my experience, um, specifically with like skiing and winter sports. And they're not necessarily like something that I'm like great at, but like I enjoy doing it. And I feel like that's all that matters. Um, but it like feels like this weird equation that like, if you do something one way, then like you're either like super hardcore or like you're, she doesn't give a shit. So like, it's so, yeah, it's, I feel like gets really complex, but then again, it's like not that deep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Um, I was just talking, we had this like holiday episode that came out and like our biggest vibe on it was like, it's not that deep. Like life is already so complex and hard and nuanced. Like these things that we do can be really simple and there's like a lot of beauty in that and it doesn't need to be more than that sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I'm also, I think like being a woman in this space, like makes it more complicated because I think like, and at least like some of the sports and activities that I've recently got into as like being a young adult, like there's such a need to prove yourself. Um, and they're usually like male dominated. And um, like, I really struggled with that in climbing. And it didn't like it took until like, I found like a really good group of girlfriends that I was able to go out and climb with um, that like changed so much for me. But um, it's, yeah, I feel like it has so much to do with, like, finding, like, the right group of people and, like, the right group who also is just, like, it's not that deep. Like, it really doesn't matter. Like, it's awesome. And I think it's, like, great to have these goals and things you want to get to. But, like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I totally. I know. And I know that feeling of, like, the relief it feels like to be around people that, like, have that same energy. That's, like, the reason the podcast is here because. Yeah. like you can do all these activities and stuff in one way, but there's this flip to it that like when you do things with people that make you feel like at home and like at peaceful and stuff like that, there is this whole different layer of emotion and experience you get out of it, which I think is so cool. Yeah. Um, before we talk about like the, the group aspect, which I'm very passionate about, I want to talk a little bit about fears and insecurities you had around being a woman in the outdoors this question comes from our partners over at Body Glide. What are some things that you've felt? Yeah, um, I think I felt like I couldn't be feminine. And I still struggle with like that like femininity piece of like, I love to wear glitter and I love to go on Pinterest. And I love these like things that are considered generally more feminine. But I also like mm-hmm. am building a compost pit in my backyard right now. And like... Um, yeah, love like getting really dirty, like, and so I think like just the duality of it, and like just reminding myself of like I can be a hundred things at once, um, and I actually have that like posted up in my room to like look at every day because it's 
like a reminder that I think I really need um, and that I think like a lot of women really need. And then other than like that, um, I think like just fears associated with like being a woman and wanting to do like solo activities in the outdoors and um, totally having to be like really cognizant of like you're going by yourself, like going on this hike, this 12 mile hike. But if a man is doing it by himself, it's very different and it's received very differently. Um, if he, something were to happen to him, it's situational. Whereas if something were to happen to you, it's your fault. Um, regardless if it's like falling or, you know, an outside source. Um, but I think that's been the hardest part for me. So like aside from like actual like weather or like actual physical barriers in the outdoors, I think it's the um, the being a woman and like being a woman by herself or like wanting to do it by herself um, has been a trick, a tricky area. <laughs> it is tricky and it's kind of spicy and it's also kind of fun and a privilege to do it all. But yeah. I just, I could not relate with that more of the like, it's so hard to make space in your own brain for femininity femininity because it doesn't seem that important in the moment you kind of I don't know I I'm one of those people yeah. where I kind of just like adapt to the area around me and I'm like okay well I'm with this I I'm in this scenario like I'm just gonna adapt to get through it and then I put those other things to the side I'm like oh, I'll deal with that later I'm the same way I like I go to spring I went to Pilates this morning I got yeah. a massage like you know what I did those like very inherently like female things but I also love to like, I do very masculine things too. So I don't know. Really? I struggle with that. It's like when I'm with all my girlfriends, I'm almost too, not masculine, it's not the right word, but like I'm not feminine enough. And then when I'm yeah. with guys or a different group, I'm too feminine. So I'm in this weird lane and I can't figure it out. So I so yes. relate to that. No, I told I like love spin class too. Yes, I absolutely love spin class. But then there's like another piece where I'm like, yeah, I can go get in my car and drive and camp and do whatever. And I don't know if you've struggled with this at all. And I know I have where people don't necessarily see you in all these different perspectives. And so you get weird comments that kind of shake you loose a little bit. And you're like, wait a second, should I actually be doing this? Or is this like inherent? I don't know. I really struggle yeah. with that. Like one time I went on a like a gravel bikepacking trip and someone was like, oh, I never really like saw you as doing stuff like that. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. And it kind of looks so weird. What a weird forward. thing to say to someone. Yeah. No, I've definitely had that. Like, I didn't know you did. Like you do that. Like that's so surprising. Crazy. And I like have to like notice that in like my own life of like, oh, if I'm acknowledging like that someone's doing something that I didn't think of, like it's a good reminder that you really only know like a really small piece of the people. Like you only know what they're showing you and like they decide what they show you, which That's is, so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like letting that sink in right now. And I struggle with that because I am someone that's a little bit impatient. And so I just, and I try to be very transparent too. And I have to remind myself, like, I'm not even showing people who I'm trying to be transparent with my whole self. So I think that's a really good reminder that like when you're with other people, just take them as they are and don't put judgment on it. Just keep moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are like some tips or tricks or experiences you've had on incorporating more femininity into the outdoor world? Because I feel like I love to hear what people do to kind of spice that up a little bit. 
Yeah, I feel like all the things I do are like very simple and like kind of seem like they're not anything, but I feel like over time, like they really like have added up and make like a huge impact. Um, But something that I've done this last year um, is I feel like I will like get myself ready and like I will go out like feeling my best self. And like not only just like if I'm going out to dinner, but like if I'm also like going to go out and go do a backpacking trip, like I'm like, I'm going to, okay, what clothing am I going to feel the best in? <laughs> like, what am I, like, this is my favorite hat. Like, I love this is like, what is going to make me feel like strong and powerful. Um, and that has made like a huge difference. Um I've like gotten rid of all the clothing that like doesn't fit me, which I think is really hard. And like my body's changed since I've got that clothing when I was 20 and now I'm entering my mid twenties. And like, so it's not the same. And that's been really difficult, but also like really liberating of like, now I only have the clothing and things that like actually make me feel like me, um, which has been really huge. Um, I brought a lot of glitter everywhere. Like we went on a backpacking trip and I just have like this little thing of like biodegradable glitter. And it's just like fun to be with like your friends and to like take photos as well and to just like make it silly. Um, that has been like a huge part is just like make it silly, like make it fun, make it whatever it needs to be. Um, yeah, has been like a game changer. Um, And yeah, they're like great memories to have as well. Um, I also started a Pinterest board, um, which I think like if I have like any recommendation to anyone, it's to do this because it's really easy to see stuff on social media and be like, oh, I can't do that or I haven't done that or like to compare your own life. Um, But I started a Pinterest board and I put like, it's called I Made Happen. And I put all the photos or things that I've done that like, I'm like, I, this is me. Like this was something I did. And so it's like a Pinterest board of my own experiences. Um, And it's been so fun. And like, I like looked at it the other day um, and I like looked back and there's stuff from like a year ago. And um, that's been like really huge for me as well. And like another incorporation of femininity, specifically like social media. But yeah, I'm not sure if that answered the question or kind of like went everywhere, but. (laughs) That couldn't have been a better answer. I wish you could just keep going for hours. That was incredible. (laughs) Every time you'd be like, oh, and this thing, it just like made my heart so happy. Um, I love the idea of the I Made Happen Pinterest board. I think that's so rad. And like, I'm a very visual person. Me too. Therefore, I really struggle with social media because I see it visually and it just like totally gets into my brain. And I don't know, that's a really good idea to just like make your own visual board. That's not for anyone else. It's just for you. And you can just look through it. It's like your own scrapbook. That's so cool. Yeah, exactly. And like I've made like little collages in there. And um, I like love that you can like write things on it. And it's private. Like the only person who can see it is me. But it's like a fun way that I'm like I'm still on social media. And like I can see like it's like a virtual journal. Um. But with all these photos and yeah, I like could not recommend it more. I like was talking to my friends the other day about 
how like they were really struggling and how we all like struggle with social media, especially at this time of year when it's like kind of dark and dreary and like you're seeing all these things and you're like, I'm not doing that. Um, But I was like, you guys, you have to do this (laughs) because it's made such a huge difference for me Um, and something that's like really small that I would have never thought would made a huge difference. But yeah. I love like seriously love that so much and I think sometimes I like to do things paper like almost analog because it makes me feel more disconnected but then I feel weirdly irrelevant I don't know there's a lot of emotions that come from little things like that but all of a sudden I'm like well I'm not like on I don't know I'm a little bit irrelevant doing this it almost feels like I don't know how to put a word to it but when you do it physically it feels different than just throwing a couple of pins up onto a Pinterest bar it feels less important and I think that makes me do it more almost. So I love that. And I'm totally going to try that. I'm totally going to try that. That's so cool. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. I hope you do. I love it. Um, I also wanted to touch on the clothing thing that you mentioned. I just did this. It's actually so weird. You mention it. I had like a giant parka and um, because I'm like Milwaukee is home for me right now. So we get like the less fun winter where it's like not snowy all the time, but gray and cold. And (laughs) I had this parka, I got it a long time ago and I like, I'm going to say I grew out of it in air quotes. Uh, I just got bigger than it is. So I had gone like a whole winter without like a long parka and I had gotten like a fun little puffer, but it wasn't like the comfort piece I needed. And the other week I was like, dude, I just need to like send it and buy a new parka that's my size that's going to work. And I got it yesterday and it literally like made me feel so homey and cozy. So I love that point you made. Yeah, I think I feel like I've done like a lot of like, oh, but no, I'll fit into this later. Or like, I'll just wait until next summer. Um, Then I was like, I don't know. It was just ended up like hurting me in the long run and ended up making me feel worse when I like found that piece of clothing again that like either was like kind of getting destroyed, but I like still loved or like it just didn't fit my body in the same way that it used to. Um, totally. Yeah. It's kind of like an emotional experience, but yeah. No, it's a good point though that like you don't really think it's important and then when you look back on how many times it's caused like an emotional response, that in itself should justify that it's important, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. I feel like I now need to buy glitter too is the other thing. Like I'm gonna, (laughs) I gotta throw it in my like camping bag. Yes, I've like, I used to bring it to spin class because I'd go with like my roommates and we'd meet at spin class and it was so fun and then I like brought it like either skiing or it's in yeah it's in like my camping bag right now um and it's been so fun (laughs) okay I'm loving that it's definitely getting thrown in my boot bag for skiing this year (laughs) yes for sure okay I love it I think the other thing I wanted to touch base with you on is the idea of doing things solo what has your experience been doing things solo in the outdoors yeah um it's definitely been pretty transformative and it kind of changes um my senior year of college was when I really started doing things by myself um and it felt really powerful Um, I think it was like, I was also like pushing myself out of my comfort zone where like, I knew that like my life's going to start changing, um, once I graduate, 
but I started going out on like solo runs and solo bike rides. Um, and so it like started off like really small, um, or like going to like an art class by myself, going to spin class by myself was like a really hard thing for me to do the first time, like the first few times. Um, and so I think like we have this idea in our head that like solo, like doing something solo, like I think of like a solo trip to like another country in South America. But I also think it like comes from like going and doing something by yourself for a few hours. Um, and I think like you acquire so much confidence. Um, and then once I had graduated, I like entered a different phase where I was like being by myself and doing things by myself felt really scary and like felt like I lost a lot of confidence. Um, and I didn't feel like worthy as a woman going out and doing something by myself. And I really struggled with like, where did I fit into that? And like, am I stupid for going out and doing something by myself? Um, and like, am I prepared? Like, what am I, like, what's really thinking, like, what's really happening in my head? Um, my first summer working in Glacier, there was a woman who was hiking and she unfortunately, um, fell off of a ledge and she was by herself. And I remember like hearing just in like the community and areas I was in and she unfortunately died and it was incredibly tragic but I remember hearing like people blaming her and being like that's why you don't go by yourself that's why you don't go by yourself um and it was like really devastating to hear <laughs> and like definitely I was like what the fuck like right I was like people drive in cars by themselves all the time across the country um and I think like that's my biggest <laughs> like I know that sounds silly but like that's something that like comes into my head like we drive by ourselves all the time like we're by ourselves all the time just for some reason like we've made it out so like the outdoors is this incredibly dangerous spot and place um and I definitely think there's like something to be said for like preparation and knowing where your limit is and like right now I know for me like going to a country in South America by myself is like not something that I'm gonna do right now um but I also know like okay right now I definitely feel like I could go on a solo road trip like to a few states over and camp by myself or um, just like knowing yourself. But I think I'm like starting to come back into this space of like feeling more confident being by myself. Um, but it's like really devastating and like pulls and like deteriorates you when you hear somebody blaming somebody, let alone it was a woman who was 22. I think she was a year older than me at the time um, yeah. or two years older than me at the time. But yeah. Yeah, I'm like reflecting on that myself because I I think it's this is going to sound weird, but I think I had a very similar experience to you, kind of a parallel situation and it's like tragic those things happen, of course. We like don't want that to happen to anyone. Yeah. But there's no reason to blame anyone. Like that's just people yeah. trying I think to like make themselves feel better. And I just, yeah, that's an important note. I think when you are talking about situations or you're talking about things that you don't know a lot about, like never blame the person, no. you know, like especially, yeah. especially notice if like you're talking about women differently than male. And we're talking like two gender right now, but like that obviously is very like fluid in totally. my brain. So yeah, that's, I just want to put that disclaimer out there. But um, I so feel you, Chloe, on this like 
I made a little graph. I'm like, I literally just drew it on this sheet of paper <laughs> and it's like the high, the low, and then you're like slowly climbing up again. I had a really similar experience where I felt really confident, like doing things by myself. I worked up north in northern Wisconsin, which is like pretty remote for a summer by myself with like no Wi-Fi, you know, nothing. Yeah. And I loved it. I felt like so liberated and I was young. I was like probably 19. And then recently, same place, same summer, like whatever. I was spooked. I was really freaked out. And I'm like, that is the weirdest thing. I've been coming up here for like my entire life. Like why now am I feeling this way? And I almost felt like less than for feeling that. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I think you just need to move. I don't know. What was your experience like coming out of that area where solo travel wasn't sitting with you like how did you move past that because I'm like stuck in that that low right now yeah I think I like told myself and I'm like still I feel like this is like still an everyday struggle um but I like feel like I got really lucky and one of my current roommates um who's absolutely wonderful and like a really good friend of mine she's like the most independent and confident female I know um and I feel like incredibly grateful to be surrounded around her right now because I feel like I am like feeding off of that and um I feel like I just got really lucky to have somebody she solo traveled in South America for eight months by herself and um she and I were talking the other night um and she's the one I'm building a compost in our backyard right now and it's the middle of winter but it's a good reminder there's no bad time to do anything um but we were talking about that how like there's like no bad time like the time is now and like it's okay if it's like it whatever it's gonna be it's gonna be okay um and so like as far as like doing things by myself like honestly like it's totally been very pivotal, her and I's, like, relationship and friendship of, like, um, we've done a lot of things together, but then, like, she was, like, just fucking do it, like, <laughs> and I, like, really needed someone to give me permission, um, and so, like, this is me giving you permission, <laughs> because for me, like, I needed, I needed that permission, I, like, needed someone to tell me, like, you can do this, um, and so, Right now she's teaching, we're doing like exchanging like stuff we like know. Um, and so right now she's teaching me Spanish and cause I really do want to go to South America um, by myself. And so I feel like finding a person that is like that and is like gonna give you that permission and it's gonna tell you like whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna be okay. Um, I like needed that so badly. Um, and I needed someone to tell me like, there's no wrong time. That was like also really important to me because I feel like I was like, oh, I'll do it like next year or I'll do it like, and um, I don't know. Like I feel like our compost bin that we're making right now, which I know sounds so silly, but has been like such a metaphor for like, I think our lives right now and transitioning. Um, we graduated undergrad the same year and we have like very similar lifestyles and it sounds like you and I do as well. Um, yeah. But, like, there is no bad time. And, like, it might look different whatever time of life it is right now, but there's no bad time. Oh, my gosh. I love that so – I needed to hear that, I think. More, <laughs> like, right now, I needed to hear that so bad. Um, and I really struggle with trying to make things perfect. 
I mean, it's just who I am by nature, I think. So I hold off on things because they're not going to look the way I want them to look, which is as close to perfect as I can get it. But that's just not life. Like I tell other people that all the time, like it's not perfect and it will be okay. But I need to tell myself that. So that really, I needed to hear that really bad. Uh, It's so easy to like tell other people that, but like for some reason, it's so hard listening to that yourself. And I've been like trying to like figure out why that is, Um, like why it's so easy to like give, to give these to other people, but like to give it to yourself is like a whole different ball game. Yeah. I want to get into this like group mentality though. So we've talked a little bit about being solo, which I think we both can agree is like very important. Um, But there's also this flip of the coin where it's like your girlfriends or being around people that you really vibe with can really change your experience outside. So Chloe, what's your experience been with that? It's like ebbed and flowed and really changed. And I think for a long time, my like senior year of college, um, I had like several friends who have like the same kind of mentality as me and then also like a lot of my really close friends did not have the same interest in activities and sports um so I feel like I did spend a lot of time like at the climbing gym with um male identifying people and um or I spent a lot of time by myself and then the times that I did get to spend with people um that shared the same interests as I did, um, who were female identifying or non-gender conforming. It was amazing. Um, and I found a lot of like solace and peace in that. And it felt like a completely different experience. Um, and one that I'm like really grateful for. Um, but I, it's definitely not been easy (laughs) and I don't think, um, that anything is ever easy in that, in that way. Um, but within that, like, I mean, I traveled with two friends and we spent a month in Chile last December and we hiked the O-Track together and so we did 85 miles together and it was so powerful that at the end of it, like three, the three of us who are, um, all female identifying were able to like look at each other and be like, we did that. And we did that together and like with each other and to have like completed a really big goal like that was really special and really incredible. Um, And so I think like this is like this last season or this last like summer season and then part of my senior year of college, but really this last like summer um, has been a time where like I've done a lot of things in groups. Um, and it's can still feel really intimidating and I'm definitely not a big group person. Um, I feel like like three or four people is like my max. Um, but I've had like some really special times, um, with like finding people and like finding the people who are like, yeah, this is really powerful. And like, who like energies just like vibe off of each other. I also just want to touch on like I have some incredible male identifying friends in my life as well and they have also been a really special and like really important part of my experience. I know that we're like speaking in kind of the two gender world and I and but no means am I focusing on that but I think that's been a really powerful thing of like 
finding my friends and finding my people who are like, you can do this and who are like incredibly supportive. I think for a lot of people specifically in like the sport of rock climbing, there's like this thing that like top roping is not real rock climbing. And I, which I think is total BS, but that's been something that has like always also been in my mind and kind of like talking very negatively to me. So it's been really powerful to be around this like group of women that I have the opportunity to like climb with. Um, specifically those, um, three women that I get to climb with and it's so special and like, it makes me want to go out and do these things more instead of like retreat. And I think like, I've really struggled with that in my relationships with like any outdoor sports. Like last year, my ski season, I like retreated. Like I was so anxious and like, I found myself retreating and going through a phase where I was like, this isn't for me right now. Or, like, this looks really different than it looked a year ago. Um, And now I'm, like, really enjoying climbing again. Um, Whereas, like, the last year of me living in Whitefish, I didn't climb as much. Um, So I think, like, within that group mentality, it, like, really flows into, like, and associates itself with, like, the seasons of life you're in as well. Um, But, yeah, it's been a really special experience, um, but also been one that, like, I think has been hard, um, but I think that's what makes it so special. But yeah. That was really well said. I feel like you articulated things that I struggle to articulate very much, especially the group sitting. And I love the point you made that like, we have friends that aren't female identifying that are great people and, and really fun to be around and still make me feel like very safe, you know? Yeah. But there is just something innately very different when you're with people that you don't have to explain some of the more nuanced things with, they just kind of understand. And that can be applied in a lot of different lenses. It could be, you know, it could be like, it's not just gender-based is what I'm trying to say. It could be like a lot of different groups of people, but I really, I want to focus on that like female identifying because that's kind of like where we kind of are in that vibe as well. Um, So I love that. I really, I want to talk about like the mountains are women. So I, I stole this from your Instagram. I'm going to read it because I think it is so beautiful. You wrote, the mountains are women. They are soft, resilient, and strong. They are wild and divine, barefoot and raw, and I love being a woman in the mountains. I have to (laughs) let that sink in. It's so beautiful. It really made me feel understood when I read that. So I want to talk a little bit, like, can you tell us a little bit about, like, the mountains are women and where that kind of energy came from? I didn't grow up necessarily, like, doing really intense outdoor activities. Um, but when I got into college, when I moved when I moved to Montana, um, a lot of things really changed for me. And I felt so closely um, acquired and just, like, a really sacred space with the earth. The earth makes no mistakes. And, like, the mountains that are here are a representation of, um, like, female-identifying bodies. And within that, like, we are not a mistake. And I see, like, the mountains as, like, incredibly powerful and strong and, like, long-lasting. I think there's something to be said about, like, the ferociousness and dexterity of the earth and of the mountains. And I think I see that embodied in the souls of women. And I've had, yeah, so many opportunities to see that in the women I know and um, have 
not even necessarily know, but the women I see on social media and online. And like, I think that's a really part, beautiful and powerful part of social media um, is I've also found that like nuanced and like that it's a shared experience of strength. Um, And I think there's a rootedness that um, is built in, in our bodies that I think really aligns with the same as mountains. And I think, um, yeah, it really just like struck a chord with me. Um, and I don't even know if I can really explain it, but to just say like the feeling of it. Um, and it's been, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, a really big part of how I enter a space, um, specifically in the outdoors. Yeah, I love that. I think it's really powerful to look at the outdoors in that lens because it does make you feel like you belong there or like you're home almost. Yeah. Because so commonly, like, I don't feel like I belong there and I feel like I'm bringing this pile of hot garbage to the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm showing up as me, which doesn't inherently (laughs) always mesh. And so when you think about it in a lens that's more like that, and it doesn't have to be just mountains, it could be like, anything that you really resonate with outside, like when you look at it in that lens, I think that's really beautiful and a a cool step in moving into the landscape in that way. I've had to like kind of just like see myself as like a part of an area to like feel like I belong in an area um, instead of like an outsider coming into an area. And I think that's like been a big part for me. Um, is seeing myself as like built and like rooted in this area um, has like really um, brought my confidence up because yeah, I feel like I'll oftentimes I'm like, oh damn, I'm the slowest one right now. But like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like there could also be the shortest peak. There could be like the slowest growing flower, but like you're still a part of this. Um, And so I think, yeah, like who, it doesn't matter if you're the slowest one, like you are a part of it. And I think I see that like very apparent in nature. And that's something that's like really translated to me into how I show up in group settings and how I support other people and how I best receive support. Um, But yeah. Wow. That's so cool to think of it like that. Like just because you're, because I really struggle with that too. Sometimes I'm like, why am I so slow today? And then that's what I think about all day. I don't, pay attention to anything else I hype I like get so focused on that it's like it does not matter like as long as it's like safety is all cool everyone's doing okay like we're moving forward productively like you know what I mean not causing issues I think who cares if you're the slowest one like just sometimes it's a privilege to have more time out there so whatever I want to talk a little bit about your experience finding like female mentors and female groups because I think I think a lot of us can relate to what we've been saying, but it's also like really hard to find like tangible ways to be around people that like think that same way. So how have you found female mentors? Yeah. Um, I think I've, as much as like I have not wanted to, um, or not necessarily not wanted to, as much as it's been hard to be like, I'm going to spend the money and take this class or I'm going to spend the money and like join this thing. Um, Because, I mean, I think, or I think anyone, 
has a hard time when they're like, I can do this myself. Like, I don't need that. Um, but I think like, it's very humbling and like, it's like a good reminder, like, no, you do. Um, but in those experiences where like, I have, um, gotten some one-on-one climbing instruction and I have like a wonderful mentor named Megan and she lives in Colorado and, um, has been really powerful for me. And I, cause I've really struggled with finding female mentors. Um, like I almost all of my climbing instructors were male. Um, I've had a few female climbing instructors. Um, and, um, yeah. And not that gender really necessarily matters in that aspect. Um, but I think that like, finding someone who's on the same page and like same mindset as you. Um, cause I've also had some, um, like gender fluid instructors and I feel like we've been on the same, same mind path. Um, but I think like the most beneficial thing I've done for sure has definitely been like joining groups, um, as like socially anxious as I am. Um, I think I, really have to like push myself and be like, okay, you need to go join this group. And then like paying for these classes and paying for these things where like you're getting really intentional time and intentional time that's like kind of created and shaped around what you want. Um, and so I think there's also like this stigma in our head that like, we're like, if you get a guide, you're not, you don't know what you're doing. Um, or like you, yeah, that you don't know what you're doing essentially. Um, but again, like talking to my friend and roommate, Sarah, the one who is in South America, she's like, yeah, we had a guide when we were in Peru and at Machu Picchu, like just like things like that, that I'm like, I know she could totally go and do that by herself. But she's like, of course, like I want this experience and I want this, like, um, I want this curated learning. And I think that there's like something to be said for like being a lifelong learner and for that like curated learning, um, for like the hands-on learning aspect piece of it. Um, but I think that's been something that's been really big for me. And I think that's something that like I hope to like acquire and develop within the Mountains Are Women um, is mentorship um, because it's a really intimidating thing. Um, and it's usually really um, pricey, unfortunately. Um, but I feel really grateful and really lucky that I've found places. Um, and unfortunately they've only been in Colorado, whereas where I've found them. Um, but I think that's like something that I like hope and envision for in the state of Montana where I'm living now is to like have access to these things. Um, and to bridge that accessibility gap of like, how do we get there? So like everybody has an opportunity to learn if they want to learn. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be like such a dream. You know what I mean? And I really relate to that because our whole like mission and vision is like trying to make the outdoors like more approachable and by making them more approachable, like making them more accessible and how like you and I are just chatting, like we could be doing this over coffee and it would be probably the same vibe Yeah. versus like if we can record it and put it out to the world, then like other people can also kind of listen in hopefully and gain something from it, you know? So I think just making it public and making it in its sense, like an open door is already helping with bridging accessibility. Yeah. Oh, I love that you just said like, we're chatting, like we're like, like over coffee. Like it puts, yeah, it just is like a breath, like a, 
like you know what I mean like you're just like talking openly and freely and that like makes it feel like a really safe comfortable space and like as someone who like listens to podcasts like knowing like that's like how you're going into it is like it really does feel like such an open space um oh my gosh well I'm so glad to hear that yeah that makes (laughs) me really happy well, I, it's funny. I was talking to my best friend. I had her on the podcast. We recorded yesterday and she was like, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to talk for a full hour. I'm like, hey, you can talk for as long as you want. Like if it's 20 minutes, that's fine. If it's an hour and a half, like that's also totally fine. And we talked for over an hour and she was like, I didn't know. I didn't realize I knew that much. And I was like, yeah, I, like that's the whole point of the podcast is a like a lot of us are not professionals. And that's because that's a good thing because we can teach other people who are trying to like learn as adults or do these things. Sometimes you can teach when you had to learn a little bit harder, um, which has just been my experience. So the thing about mentorship I would say is that even if you don't see yourself as a mentor, like you have imposter syndrome towards being a mentor, you probably know more than you think you do. And you probably have information that can help someone else who's also trying to get into the door. So I think that's my biggest thing is like, just because we don't have that like professional thing under our name doesn't mean you don't have something that could help someone. Yeah, that's so true. And like, I feel like I see that every day and like with the people I'm around and like the work that I do of like, yes, this is not like curated. We're not calling this a mentorship, but like you're teaching me something that I did not know. And like more than that, like you're teaching me something I'm capable of that I didn't believe I was capable of. Yes. And that's like the biggest thing and the biggest piece of like, you don't always have to pay for it. You don't always have to like set up something that's like super specific. Um, It's like, no, we're just like chatting and like, I'm learning so much about myself right now in this conversation. And I was kind of on the same wavelength of like, I don't know if I have like that much to say. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And like, you learn like that, like you're so much more than what you think you are. Um, 100%. that's really powerful. And like, I owe you a huge thank you for like the opportunity to do that. And I think like anyone who gets the opportunity to do this, like you, yeah, you're so much more than what you think you are, which is, I think a really special thing to realize and to learn. Yeah. Well, Chloe, I'm so glad we could have you on. I'm like really stoked on everything we've talked about. And I think, I think that just goes out to everyone. Like, even if you maybe you are looking for a mentor. Like I'm always looking for one, even if it's not the traditional mentor, like just take it and run with it. You know what I mean? You always have, I I truly believe like if you've learned something, you have something to share. And so like, like we said earlier, we're lifetime learners. And that's something that's really cool with the outdoor space is like, it's always changing. You can always stretch yourself in a different way. And so we do tend to be people that are drawn to lifetime learning, which I really love. So, oh, I'm so stoked right now. That made me like really happy. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Like I'm always like, oh wait, like, and things are always changing. So like, it's really cool that you get to like learn new things then. And um, I feel like, yeah, like so many people like change their careers in their life. Like you don't have to just know one thing. And like, there's something to be said for like being like, I'm 35 and I want to do this. I I love that. Like, I love that, like, we have the opportunity to do that. And, um, yeah, I think, like, learning is so powerful. And I love that, like, mentorship can look really different. And I feel like I found, like, a lot of mentorship on social media as well. Like, there's a few 
people I follow on social media that I like really adore and have followed since I was like 18 years old and like that have really resonated with me. Um, and like your account, like, I mean, this is like, that's mentorship in itself. Like finding these places and these people that like, you feel like you are like gaining a better sense of yourself is like, yeah. I think the, the bottom line. Well, I really appreciate it. If you maybe we'll put some of your recommendations in the show notes because I love if people that's such an easy thing to like add if yeah. you are looking for similar like-minded people that maybe look different than you and do different things but have that totally. same energy, we could maybe like direct you towards some of that. So I love 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 that. Yeah. Um Chloe, before we wrap, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? I think I just really want to emphasize the reminder that like you can be 100 things at once and you can take on or put on your silver ring and take it off the next day and put on your gold one um, or put them both on. And I think like that's what I really hope to share like above all and above anything is that like you can be those you can be a hundred things and like you are worthy of this space, whether you are a cisgender female or you are non like non-gender conforming, whatever you are and whoever you are, like you are so worthy of this space. Um, and so, and I also want to just touch on, like, I recognize that I do have a privilege. I'm a white female, I'm a white cisgender female. Um, and I do want to touch on that. And I think, um, it's a whole different space to talk about um, not being a white gendered cis female. And so in a space that I don't have the whereabouts and knowledge and have the grounding to dive into. Um, but I just do want to touch on that, that I, I recognize I have privilege in itself being a white cisgender female. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, super important point. And something we probably should have started off with, but I do, yeah, like I totally align with that. And I think hopefully in our future, we'll be able to have people of all different backgrounds yeah. and experiences, just because like we said earlier, that's kind of the best part of like the outdoor space is that a lot of people are really drawn to it. So we want to hear more than just the loudest voices in the room. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, okay, to end, I kind of want to read this because I read it and I was like, dang, this is so insane. This is something you wrote, Chloe. I've never done this where I've quoted people on the podcast, but I think it's really cool. And I think we'll end with it because I think it's really important. Um, you wrote, as a woman in the outdoor community, I think it's easy to apologize for taking up space, to doubt your skills and knowledge, and to accept the continual patronizing and mansplaining actions most often demonstrated by men in the field. This is where female friends become essential. This is where you say, screw it, in a group of strong women, there's a different type of community support and honesty. They are wholesome, empowering, and will simply leave you in awe. They will be your advocate before even knowing what they are advocating for. Somehow they know your capability and potential better than you. And I love that so much. We love our female and male. And we love everyone, but that just yeah. really like encapsulated the vibe. Oh, I love that. I totally Amazing. forgot that I wrote that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's so true. Yeah, of course. My pr It is so true. Well, Chloe, thank you so much for your insight and for letting us kind of think about something different. I really appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much. It was so special. 
You can find us over at In Her Nature Pod on Instagram and TikTok. If you like today's episode, please share it with a friend, rate, and review us where you listen. We are currently looking for podcast sponsors and advertising partners that align well with our brand, so reach out if you'd like to work with us. Music today by Tommy Z with The Porch Flowers, and our logo is done by the amazing Riley Johnson at rej.creative. Don't forget, the stuff is in your nature.